Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. In this episode, Dorsey interviews another special guest that will give you hope and inspire you. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Today we have with us author Elaine Cochranox. She can uh, help me pronounce that a little bit better. It's Kohanowitz. It's a terrible last name. It's really hard to speak. (laughs) Yeah, Kohanowitz. She's a wife and mother of six. Over the years, she ran a play group with a homeschooling mom for 15 years, started a homeschool co-op that grew to 150 people, finished four triathlons, helped her husband with his growing INC 5000 business, wrote a, a few Gruden's plays and played a lot of four square. She had kids in public school and private school as well, has become a veteran in feeding a large family, hates laundry and loves chocolates, and adventures. These days, she helps moms through her podcast, speaking, social media posts, books, and courses. Lena, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Tell me a little bit about yourself and about your family. So I have six kids. As um, uh, I just have a book that just came out called uh, Mama Six Dies Laughing, and um, my kids are ages 22. I had one that just turned 22, and 20, 18, 16, 14, and 10. So we have quite a crew, and uh, someone was just actually asking me today how many I have out of the nest now, and I said three, but one came back. <laughs> so, yeah, so we so we have a pretty good uh of kids and actually over Christmas break it was a little bit wild because there was not only our kids but all their friends I remember one day my husband came home from work to eat lunch and he walked in and then he walked back out <laughs> and left to go find lunch somewhere else I think it was a little too much was it always your intention to have kick kick you know um not really like we didn't really think about it that hard it was kind of like you know, have one. And then we said to each other, Hey, do you want to have another one? And the other person said, sure. (laughs) And so, yeah, it just kind of worked out that way, but, um, it's been pretty fun. Actually the first four or first five are actually pretty close in age. And then we had to take a break and the last one came four years later. So he's kind of the, the hold on, you know, the baby of the family. Right. They all mostly get along pretty good, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. What's something fun you like to do with your kids? So now that they're older, like um, on Christmas, we actually went outside because it was really a pretty day here. We played basketball. We like to play four square. Sometimes we play board games. And and now that they're older, they like to go out for coffee. So sometimes we do that. <laughs> So in movies, we like to watch movies. So yeah, those are some of the things that we get, like to do together. Yeah, as far as the coffee goes, are you are you guys a Starbucks family, a Dunkin' Donut family, or? I love that question because I love Starbucks. 
<laughs> Starbucks is our favorite. Yeah, they, they, they do have good coffee there. Yeah. What do you like to do in your spare time? So when I have time to like do whatever, I actually really like to do stuff that's active. So I like to go on hikes or bike rides or run. Um, sometimes every once in a while I kayak. If I had a paddleboard, I would use it all the time, but I don't have one yet. So that's on the bucket list. Um, so that's mostly what I like to do in addition to like, you know, just hanging out with the family, playing cards or, you know, cooking or watching movies and that kind of thing. Now, let's get into talking about your book and why you wrote your book. And what is the title of the book that you wrote? Yeah, so the book is called Mom of Six Dies Laughing, How to Ditch the Overwhelming Mom Guilt, Feel More Connected and Empowered and Have More Fun. And so I, um, I just came out on Amazon like a couple weeks ago. So I'm super excited and it's a humorous book for moms, specifically for Christian moms to, um, encourage them and, and hopefully get them to laugh and to realize that they're not alone and that I have six kids. So I've been there and if nothing else, they can laugh at all the stupid things I did, and hopefully that'll make them feel better about what they're doing. Yeah, we definitely need to laugh once in a while, you know, especially with the times that that we are in. I totally agree, Dorsey. I mean, we, we kind of forget, you know. I know that, like, one of the things that I've always struggled with is what does it mean to, like, have the joy of the Lord? And I think it was like just writing this book that kind of it made a connection in my brain. Like, it's like laughter. I mean, we think about like, you know, when people feel depressed and somebody cracks a joke, you know, all of a sudden it just, you know, it just really brings the whole mood up and it brings, you know, the spirit of the Lord. So I agree. I think it's really good for us. Tell us one of the stories that in your book that, you know, would make somebody laugh. Well, one of the things that happened was one time I was just messing around. The kids were getting ready for bed, but they were moving super slow. I think they were like probably around, you know, 12, 13 and under, you know, elementary age. And they were just dragging their feet. And so I thought, how do I get them moving? So I got the spanking paddle out and I started swatting people. Now, I wasn't like swatting them like, you know, really hard. I was just messing around. And then they started chasing me, trying to get it out of my hand, trying to swat me. And we were just having a lot of fun. And I had just gotten this new label maker. And I was so excited about it because I could perfectly print things on this label maker to put, you know, on baskets and containers and all this stuff. And so I got this wild hair and I thought, you know, it'd be really funny if I got the label maker out and I printed weapon of mass destruction on it and put it on the spanking paddle. <laughs> so I went over to the label maker. I was, you know, pr- putting all the letters in and I pushed print. I printed out this beautiful little label, you know, with all the perfectly printed letters and I took the backing off and I put it on the spanking paddle. And just when I was putting it on the spanking paddle, I realized that I forgot the M in mass. <laughs> so, and the kids, I was laughing my head off, but unfortunately the kids were too young to appreciate it. So I couldn't share it with them, but it was really funny. That is funny. <laughs> what are the, some of the main themes in your book? 
Well, one of the things I really talk about from the very beginning is that parenting is the unexpected. Like anytime you're dealing with people and especially with little people, like it's almost never going to go the way you expect. Like I remember that there was one time when I took the kids to the mall and I was so excited because this mall has a toy store and it always has some kind of like neat play area that they change all the time. And there's a candy store and all that, you know, so I thought it'd be really fun to take them to the to the mall. So, you know, I think I had about five kids then and we always had this double stroller. So I got everybody ready and I got them all packed up in the van and I took them to the mall. And of course I'm pushing the double stroller and the older kids are holding on to it. And the little, the two little kids were inside the stroller and we're having a great time. We, we go play at the playground, we go to the toy store, we get a snack, you know, all this stuff. And then we're like, just kind of, you know, starting to wind down, maybe about ready to leave. And my four-year-old daughter saw something she wanted in a store. And I was like, no, you know, you can't have that. Actually, I think she was maybe closer to two or three. And I said, no, no, honey, you know, you can't have that. And of course she went berserk and just went ballistic. And she just started throwing the fit of a cent- the century. I think she grew little horns out of her head because she just turned to this tiny little devil. And I could not get her to calm down. Like it got desperate to where I was trying anything I could do to get her to calm down. Like here, have a pop, you know, uh, here, let's, uh, you know, just, just sit down for just a second. Oh, we'll be there in just a minute. You know, like anything I could think of. And I couldn't do anything to keep her from throwing this fit. And we're in the middle of the mall. And the worst part was that I had parked the van in another building and you have to walk across this like sky bridge to get to back to the mall. So the van was like a mile away <laughs> and she was like going crazy. And like every three feet, I had a stranger go, are you okay? Is there anything I could do? And I'm just like, oh, that's really, really sweet. I wish there was. And then I would just push, you know, as fast as I could. And then the next stranger would go, are you okay? Is everything good? Is there anything I can do? And I'm just thinking, I just need to get out of here as fast as possible. So yeah, that's just sort of the way it is with parenting, I think, you know, it just, and I wanted moms to like, you know, feel that in the book, because I want them to know that, they're not crazy. You know, we all go through this and it's just, you know, part of it. And that, you know, the best thing to do is to not get too, you know, caught up in it. But like you said, to try to find a different perspective and try to laugh as much as you can, because your kids aren't going to take you seriously. So why should you take yourself seriously? (laughs) When you talk about overwhelming and burnout in the first part of the book, one of the things you mentioned first is time with Jesus, but you put a different spin on it. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, I guess what I wanted to tell moms is that, like, no matter where you are in, you know, your walk, you know, whether you're at work or whether you're at home or whether you're out for a walk in the stroller with the kids or whatever you're doing, like, you know, take Jesus with you all the time. So like instead of feeling, you know, 
guilty if you maybe didn't get up and have your quiet time that morning or something. Think about it in a more like holistic way, you know, like just that Jesus is with you every minute and, you know, he wants to just be kind of your partner and you can do things to like really include him in your life. Like, you know, listen to like Christian music on your earphones or listen to the Bible or listen to some kind of Christian podcast, you know, or, um, just play worship music in the house or go to church or volunteer. Like, I think we sometimes forget like that all that stuff is a way to, you know, draw closer to Jesus. It doesn't necessarily have to look like one specific thing. Right. And one of the stories I I was, I tell in the book is how I was actually cleaning the house one day and the kid, this is when the kids were little and they were all running around playing and I'm vacuuming. And I felt like the Lord was saying, Elaine, Elaine, you need to go visit this friend, Angelique. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't even, I don't even know what she's doing today. And she didn't have a telephone, this friend of mine. So they were kind of hard up for money at that point. And so there was no way to like call her, you know, or check on her and, or find out if it was okay to come over, you know? And so I'm just vacuuming and I'm just like, I don't know if this is from God. This could just be me wanting to get away from the house, you know? And so I just kept doing what I was doing and I was washing dishes. And then it was like, the Lord was like, Elaine, you need to go visit Angelique. And I was like, is this really from the Lord? Because like the kids aren't even dressed and like, I'm just, you know, cleaning the house. Like this just seems like really odd. And I just sort of ignored it. And I kind of went on and started making beds. And I swear it was just like, God was like, you need to go visit Angelique. And I was like, okay. So I had to get like, you know, all six kids ready for the car, which is like a whole thing in itself. And so we had to get dressed and get everybody strapped in and all that stuff. And we drive over there and it turned out that she was moving. Like they were literally packing up the moving van. And if I hadn't have gone when I went, I would have just never seen her again because she didn't have, I didn't have a way to contact her. Yeah. So, I mean, the point being was just that, you know, God can speak to you anytime, you know, even when you're vacuuming (laughs) or taking care of kids. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You definitely can. Another theme in the first part of the book is gratitude and awesomeness. What do you mean by awesomeness? So, you know, when you're a mom, you don't get people telling you very often that you did a, you're doing a good job. You know, it's kind of a, a, a long-term play. <laughs> and so, you know, very rarely are people going to say, like, good job teaching that teenager how to drive, you know, or good job potty training that three-year-old, or good job making dinner tonight, you know. So... I think it's important that as moms, like we take a minute to kind of celebrate our wins for that day or for that week, you know, like I did make dinner tonight or I did get the laundry done or I did the, you know, really great project at work that nobody else knows about but me, you know, (laughs) or, you know, what have you. So that's the awesomeness part, like just taking a minute to not only be grateful, but also to appreciate a little bit what you've done because you just, it, we tend to dwell on the negative, right? I didn't get this done today, you know, or I didn't accomplish this, or my kids are a mess, or we never got dressed, or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's important to focus a little bit on the wins. Yeah, definitely. 
In part two of the book, you talk about a lot of things as parents think about, one of which is screen time. You talk about your friend who lives in, in the jungle. Can you share it with us? Oh, so funny. So my friend Dana, she lives in Belize, and she's a missionary there. And I called her one day, and she wanted to show me, like, around her house and around this. They have a special needs camp, a camp for special needs kids. And so she wanted to show me around the camp. So she had me on, like, you know, video chat. And so she's, like, going through all the rooms and showing me the house. And I remember, like, before that ever happened, I always would think to myself with the kids when it comes to, like, trying to keep them off the media, like, wouldn't it be nice if we lived, like, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and there was no internet reception and, you know, there was just, that wasn't even a choice, right? Wouldn't they, wouldn't everything be happier? Well, she literally lives in the middle of the jungle in Belize, which is, like, pretty much the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And so she's showing me around the house and she kind of pans through one of the kids' bedrooms. And all three of her kids are huddled together on the bed trying to look at this iPad for like the two hours a day that they got internet access. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, if she's dealing with this, then no one's safe. (laughs) So yeah, I think media is here to stay and it's just, it's just a whole new modern problem. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you, like, how do you deal with your kids with, with their screen time? You know, that's a really great question. And I have to admit that um, it's changed over the years. So like when the older kids had like, actually, when the older kids were little, we didn't even have a TV. I remember that the the guy came to my door to sell me cable TV. And he starts talking and I said, we don't have a TV. And he looked at me like, what? <laughs> And then he starts talking to me me again about buying cable. And I'm like, we don't have a TV. And he just sort of couldn't conceptualize it, right? (laughs) Like, what does that even mean? And so I'm like, yeah, we don't. He's like, you don't have an actual TV? Yeah, we don't have a TV. And he kind of just turned around in a daze and wandered back to his truck. (laughs) So that was the early days. Uh, The mighty have fallen way since then because... (laughs) Now we have computers and switches and actually my son just bought my other son a VR set for Christmas. So that's also on the agenda. And so, yeah, I'm afraid that the the screen time has gone way up since my 22 year old was their age. Now I have, you know, 10 and 14 year old that I have to, you know, clamp down on. So we don't have a lot of like super firm rules, but they do have to like get their chores and their homework done. And then I kick them out of the house and make them go outside and play with their friends and stuff. So That's good. I'm, I'm glad they still go outside. Many kids don't do that these days. I know. I know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad and pathetic actually, but you know, then again, like we said, people in the jungle, they don't, they have the same issues. So I guess it's just everyone. <laughs> Tell us a little bit, another story, you know, funny story from your book before we end. So one time, okay, my 10-year-old who's 10 now, when he was like around four, he wouldn't like, he hated it when I left. Like actually probably zero to four or five, he would hated it when I left. He had terrible mommy-itis. 
And so one day I really needed to get out of the house. I wanted to run an errand and he was, I think he was watching TV with his older brothers and sisters on the couch. So I kind of just, it was in the morning and I kind of just snuck out, you know, cause dad was there. It was on a weekend, I think. And dad was up, but I think I might've mentioned to him that I was leaving. I don't know, but I guess I was trying to keep it really incognito, you know, because what would happen if I left is he would just scream and cry and hold on to my leg and, you know, like beg me to stay and all that. So I'm sneaking out the back door. I get into the van. I back out. I mean, as quietly as you can with, you know, closing the door and the, the, the van going on and the garage door going down. Right. And I'm just trying to sneak with all this noise. And so I, he doesn't come out. Everything's okay. I get to the driveway. I get to the street and I'm pulling away. And all of a sudden I see him bolt out the door and right behind him is my husband in his underwear. <laughs> and my husband had to chase him all the way down to the stop sign, which is like a quarter of a mile before he would before he caught him. Thank God my husband's a runner. So that's really good. <laughs> that's awesome. Tell us um, how you how we can find your book. Yeah, so you can go to Amazon and look up Mom of Six Dies Laughing, or you can also go, go to my website, which is imaginemom.com. So it's like imagine, but with an E at the beginning instead of an I. So imaginemom.com slash book. And there's links there that you can either buy it on Amazon or you can buy it straight from my website if you want the digital version. Awesome. Well, Elaine, thank you again for coming on the show today. We greatly appreciate having you. Thank you so much, Dorsey. I, I absolutely loved it and I really appreciate it. Definitely. Well, guys, thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Dorsey Rose Show. I hope you smiled and laugh and Hopefully some of you will uh, go out and buy Elaine's book. And until next time, have a great day. God bless. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Please like, share, and tell others about the show. Also, please check out the other podcast episodes. And if you would like, donate to this podcast and buy Dorsey a coffee. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.